So, you know what? Tony Calderon, not Ann or. It's Marie Andonia, but. Oh, I like that better. Let's do it Thank that one. You. That's going to be the name no. of my steakhouse. Ooh. I like steak. We're getting ahead of ourselves. If you get a Slow steakhouse, I, it does not need to have chicken parm. <laughs> it won't build. Don't uh, worry. Yeah. So. If you get another. Can you just go on Guy Fiore's little, like, diners, drives, and dives, please? I dealt cards to him up at Hollywood Casino when he was filming for one of the diners. Now let's not talk here. about that uh-huh. yet. Ready? Sorry. I want to. I met him start. once in North Carolina. We're gonna do the one, two, three. Total douchebag. Total douchebag. I was gonna douche say that. Stop. <laughs> oh my god. This is too good. Sorry. Stop. Oh. Stop. <laughs> Shut Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Stop. I was say that. Right. <laughs> On the count of three, everyone got to clap. One, two, three. I started from nothing. Never knew where my next meal was coming. But I transformed my life. I stay one step ahead. Mindset of disruption. I own the edge. This is a drill cast where I bring the wisdom you need. Everyone is selling knowledge, I get mine away for free. I'm as real as it gets you, either love or hate me. Best believe I'm major league. Bill Hines, that's me. This is the thrill cast. This is, this is, this is the thrill cast. Hey, so for this episode of uh, the uh, thrill cast, Meg, we have uh, Tony Calderon. And Hi, she me. is the uh, founder, owner, president, CEO. She does everything for ONE Hospitality Dishwasher. Group. Dishwasher. Everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's uh, definitely a, um, uh, a very well respected person in the hospitality industry in um, York County and, you know, whatever. I think, you know, soon to be up and coming in the United States. And I really want to bring someone on in the hospitality and, um, you know, restaurant business. Uh, yeah, to really it's a tough talk, time to be in that to industry. To really right? talk to them Girl. about how they are dealing in this times of COVID. Um, because, you know, early on with COVID, I remember sending her a text message. You know, one restaurant went out, like, went out, they said, we're closing. I was like, wow, isn't that premature? And she's like, unless you're in that situation, you don't know what they're going on. So that's why I wanted to bring her on and really talk about how, you know, she's dealing with it and what um, she thinks other uh, companies should be doing out there. Cause for one thing, like she hasn't stopped. She has been, whereas other people have been laying people off and, you know, closing down and she's just trying to reinvent the industry with the current climate. And it was to me admirable and respectful that she's not giving up on one herself or the industry. And, and really, you know, she's all about feeding the people. So uh, well, thanks. You yeah. talk about me like I'm not here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, well that's that the, that's my introduction. Yeah, that's, so that's quite the intro. <laughs> so how are you doing? So um, mentally, I'm in my bag right now. I love reinventing. Yeah. And the mundane everyday life of the restaurant business doesn't exist anyway. Yeah. So um, right now, having to adapt and pivot and figure it the f out. Is uh where I where I you can curse on here. We yeah, don't we don't beep. The fuck out. There's no beeps. Um, so you're thriving in the chaos after 100%. all. One hundred percent. Wow, you 100%. go, man. So I mean, I I go and okay. So go back into my story a little bit to justify yeah. why I'm saying that. So I'm a restaurateur. I have six concepts under my brand. Uh, I started with a fresh Italian joint called Two Tonys, and from there we realized that we had something with a noodle. We make our own scratch noodles and nobody else was really doing it how we were doing it. They're I excellent, s- by the way. Thank you very much. I saw, you know, a 10-year plan with that noodle. So, um, you know, 
pivoting is what I do anyway, naturally. And I created a lateral move in my company across the board. So people locally naturally think I'm crazy. I have a lot going on at all times. And it's I just, feel your pain. <laughs> right? It's just something that I know my threshold. A lot of people don't know their own threshold. So how are you going to yeah. tell me what I can handle as a business person? Are you from this town? Uh, originally, okay. I am. I did not grow up around here, though. I grew up in Florida. Okay. So my but this is a better market for you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw an opportunity here uh-huh. because it was underdeveloped. Okay. I believe as that with you. Yes. We're very yeah 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 right yeah yeah. We kind of came on the on the block at the same time he, he was eons ahead of me, but I I felt the pulse starting in New York City when I came up here, and I wanted to become part of the creative process. And I knew that if you do anything down here, it's pretty cool. Let alone the one of the one of the kind mm-hmm. concept. So it naturally just organically grew into a restaurant group. Now we have the Cantina, which is a taco joint that looks like Miami. We have um, Aviano's, which is a pizza joint that's wood-fired oven. Named after her son. My son. Cutest kid ever. Yes, he is. Yeah. Heartthrob. He'll be a heartthrob. I know it. Girls come correct. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's it's natural for, for me to be in a million different positions at once. Um, my father was a professional blackjack player growing up. Oh, wow. So the hustle is in me, baby. <laughs> what was his nickname? Uh, they called him Mr. G or El Don. Ooh, El Don. That's yeah. a good one. That, I, I met him one time yep. and he, he came as advertised. It's like, <laughs> he, he's one of the few people I liked immediately. And I was like, man, that's my kind of guy. Like he, the rest is, rest is soul. I mean, what an amazing, amazing man. He, yeah. And he loved his daughter. He did. He taught he would, me everything I know. He would kill for you. He, <laughs> I don't know if he did or he not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that lives yeah. and dies with him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I am, I am a Sicilian girl, so you never exactly. know. Mm. But he did raise me to um, take chances, to be confident in those risks, and to own it. So you would call me a female in a man's world right now. Yeah. My industry, I just saw a statistic. It's like 7% of the restaurants are owned by female chefs. Oh, wow. Only wow. 2% are restaurateurs. So I'm of the 2% across the board and everything I do. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can you cook too? Hell no. Oh, okay. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I depend Shut on up. the professionals for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sicilian woman should be in the kitchen, right? Yeah, so let's can, go clean I something, didn't say honey. That. <laughs> it's like I can boil water. No, I can't even do that, right? You're wow. supposed to put salt in it. I, I think so. Yeah. There's a way. It's not necessary. <clears throat> oh, man, that's funny. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the the pandemic, of course. So I'm in a growth spurt. Like, I just bought so, a So, but building. what are you doing with really no experience cooking or you don't know how to cook? And, like, where do you get off actually starting restaurants? Right. Because it's a business. And... Like, how dare you? How, how dare you? just do something that you don't... I know, and I don't even have a degree. I don't have a piece of paper in it. So is, isn't it more about, like, hey, you had a great idea, and then you found the right people that you surrounded yourself with to take out that task and do that Well, you don't have to be institutionalized to have talent. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> For the people in the back. There it's you go. It's so true. Thank you. It's so true. Yeah. And, um, yeah, when they get me to speak at colleges and stuff, I feel... I feel like a hypocrite. You're like, I, quit school today, guys. I'm like, what go, the hell are go you out doing? there and do it. Well, Stop I, wasting I, your money. Colleges, they, they need to reinvent their curriculum because right now they teach people to live in this box and to be an employee of someone. Aren't they? And I guess you need people like that. Like, I always have a joke with some people. They're like, oh, you're going to do that. I'm like, no, they make someone for that. Uh, they do. What? 
<laughs> sounds a little them. classes. They, they build them. It's a joke, though. Again, <laughs> I've got to remind people for this podcast, it is under the comedy section. So some things are funny, not everything, you know. But in this day and age with cancel culture, yeah. you have to qualify everything. Yeah. You know, like, it's a joke. Who are you telling? I'm yeah. in the hospitality business. Yeah. If and I do anything out of line, they're letting me know all over the place. So obviously, even so with, I know. with But you're me, your own boss, right? I Well, no. I have no. thousands of bosses. Yeah. My, my customers are my bosses. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, but no, I am my own boss. I don't have anybody telling me what okay. to make. But I do rely on my team a lot. So when you said build a team, yeah, yeah I don't I don't have um, experience that one would think you need in order to own a restaurant. Yeah. I worked in the hospitality business my whole life. My grandfather was the originator of pizza shops in this city. Nice. So I learned through mom and pa what not to do, what mm-hmm. I didn't want to do, and I learned through corporate America how to do it. So um, that was my college, School of the Hard Knocks. I went and learned how everybody else did it with my experience, and instead of paying for school, I paid for my failures. So you got a PhD in life. That's right. I learned from my failures. I learned what works and what doesn't work. And from that, I created Taste Test, which was a restaurant incubator. Excellent. And in this city, we put 28 concepts through in a year and a half. Holy shit. Right? And we yeah. taught people what the hell not to do and why would you ever sign up for this? Just because you can cook a taco at home doesn't mean that you should own a business. Yeah. If I was a cook, I would never open my own restaurant. Well, that's why it's out. a test. And like, right? I guarantee you some people went through and said, yeah, this ain't cut out for and me. It, 95% of it, just yeah. like the industry, failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a good learning curve for me. And again, it was my school. So I learned through other people's failures on top of my own, my business, whatever I was making from two Tony's. So what's working, what's not working, what's better as an efficiency or cost standpoint. Right. Right. So I got a a lot of research and development in one and a half years that it would take me a lifetime to do. You know, you could probably apply for an R&D grant. I'm not kidding you. Through what? R&D tax credit. Because that's all R&D. I should be because I have tax problems because yeah. of it. I put, I put Research I put, that, seriously. I will. On the business side, I think Noted. because that's all. Most people think R&D is just like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to uh, make this widget and I have research and development on it. But research and development can also go for a process or an improvement of which also one of the criteria is taking multiple failures. So you just said, hey, I failed a lot of times, mm-hmm. but it taught me how to do. Well, that's R&D. And depending on what you did with that, you know, and you can get an R&D tax credit. So have your accountant look into that. I will. I use, Bill's tidbit I use, of the day. Th- thanks, Bill. I yep. use that a lot for all of my trips to Miami and stuff that we, we classify. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, that's funny. And now in my business, it's, yeah. uh, it's true. I can yeah. write them off because I'm yeah. in that industry. But anyways, I, um, I created a lot of, of opportunity. So when pandemic happened, I was literally in my stride. I was um, develop. I say was. It's only six months ago, but for me, yeah. I feel like it's been five years. Twenty twenty sucks. Done it. Uh, my, God. Oh my God, I feel like I'm, I'm so deep into this. But we didn't stop. I um, had the restaurants downtown, and then we had just opened up Presto Pasteria, which I talked mm-hmm. about the noodle being the big the big idea between it, behind everything that I have. So we were already starting a wholesale division for that noodle. I was retailing it. Oh, wow. Uh, I was setting up a big deal with Cisco. I was going to start selling mm-hmm. wholesale, and then I lost my father, so that like kind of stopped that train. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Horrible. Thank you. And uh, I realized that if I could make it through that, this pandemic ain't got shit. Ain't got shit on yeah. that. Bring it, you. bitch. So, um, yeah. So the we, noodle is the noodle that you have on the rigatoni and the yep, truck and all yep, that. Yeah. Yep. So the rigatoni, Bill, you're getting ahead of my story. Oh, sorry. Super fan. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not only a hair club member, you know. Just, 
So, um, yeah, we were starting to wholesale and, re- and retail the, the noodle. And the rigatoni truck is our food truck, which is the best fucking name ever. It's like, name. it's like an ice cream truck, but for pasta. And it's the rigatoni because I'm Tony. Do you have the Do you have the Can I steal that? Do you have a bell? No. It's copper. <laughs> Copyrighted, trademark, patented. Okay, borrow. Yes. Well, okay. You could, you could tell everybody about it. I'm driving the truck around. Yeah. So yeah, we actually put the truck on the road the night of the pandemic. Okay. So you should here. get one for New York City, and Meg can like get oh you God. real estate. Park Listen. right in front of my house, dude. I I live in the hood, but we have money. Don't. So. They do tell have money. Me. One more time, I'll be there. Brooklyn. Come. I am that bitch. Come, we're hungry. <laughs> they won't even let us go to restaurants there yet. No, let's we need go. food trucks. Let's go. It's the best time to have food trucks. You would, you would probably kill it in Brooklyn, in her I neighborhood. Know. Yeah. For real, we don't have any Italian. Yeah. Shut the hell. I'm up. serious. Oh, yeah. Okay, not so a good after Italian. This, I'm gonna get your information. Okay, cool. I'm 100% dead ass. I'm serious. Yes. So this pasta truck, right? I'm I'm watching my. Okay, rewind. I have a lot of people that I know in this industry. So the Joe Bastianiches and the Michael Solomonovs of the biz. I'm Very well-respected gentlemen. In yes. The, yeah. Huge in the game. Michael yeah. Solomonovs, number one restaurant, James Beard Award winning uh, Zahav in Philadelphia right now. And mm-hmm. Michael, I mean, um, Joe Bastianich owns Italy up in New York City. Ah. Yeah. Love yeah. that place. About 30 other restaurants that he had with Mario Batali, but that's his story, not mine. Yeah. Um, so he's, they're telling me like the climate of what the hospitality industry is about to do through this COVID thing that's happening. And we're watching, we're listening, but we're thinking it's never going to get to York, whatever. And like you said, a local restaurant pulled the trigger, good on them, was watching, was listening. And then we hear, okay, it's going to happen. So March 16th, we called a meeting at my mom's house <laughs> Sunday night. I think it was a Sunday night. And, uh, my whole team comes over and we're sitting at the table and I'm like, all right, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to have to shut it down and we're going to have to rotate. And we're going to have to pivot and we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that. So we came up with this master plan all over the wall. And um, it, it was the food truck that was going to save us. And I saw, you know, everybody's going to be locked down. So they can't come to our restaurants anymore. I'm in the middle of developing a hotel. I'm in the middle of developing a quick service restaurant. I'm in the middle of a wholesale pasta line. And I have just developed that A-team that you were talking about that's essential to making your business grow. I ain't letting them go for shit. So I'm going to hustle and I'm going to figure out whatever it takes to keep them paid, to keep them happy, to keep everything afloat. And we'll shut the restaurants down and figure it out and go to our commissary. So that's what we did. And um, it all started because I was watching that new new Netflix series that was out at the time called Made, Made in America. Breaking Bad. No, I'm just no. Twilight Zone? <laughs> no. The... Um, the chick who sold the hair cream and she became the first millionaire next to Rockefeller. Oh, chick. with Madam. Yeah. Uh, her. Karate Kid? The no, maid. the first millionaire girl. And she happened to be a black Ever. lady. Yep. Madam. Yep. CG, CJ Walker. That's it. I believe there's been millionaire women before no, her. There no, there wasn't. She's the first. Ever? She's the first. Door to door sales. Yes. She was a badass bitch. She would still use this? her hair products. I, I don't know. know. There was like slavery still then. Yep. Oh, back then, that Back bar? then, there's a Netflix original show. Oh, you should right, watch it. I haven't seen it, but I have heard about it. She's like pretty incredible. Yep. So people, I'm going to, th- this was the biggest compliment I got, but people were telling me I needed to watch the series. If you remind me of her, Tony, you got to watch the series. <sighs> I'm so jealous. What a compliment. I know. That's, That's not the biggest compliment you got. That's one of the biggest. That's pretty no, huge. I know the biggest one. What was the biggest one? When Aviano called you mom. Aww. Thank you. That wasn't a compliment. That's my most important job. Still a compliment. But yeah. yes, it was. Thank you. See? Boo. <laughs> he went, he or, brought or, my son into or it or now. Yeah. Say, or whenever your dad said something nice about you. That's, yeah, my dad his, me his, up. His, the uh, nice words came once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> he put me but through his, it. But his words were very weighted. Yeah. So. Yeah, when he said it, he meant it. Yep. 
So I was watching this show. I didn't get 20 minutes. I still haven't seen the whole thing. <laughs> I watched 20 minutes of it. I'm inspired out of my friggin' mind. I'm like, oh my God, she's amazing. She sold door-to-door hair product after so many people told oh, wow. her no. Which is, everybody tells me now. I heard 18 no's from banks before I started. So well, look at me now. Mm-hmm. And um, she's selling door-to-door and I'm like, oh shit, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to sell pasta door-to-door. It's what's going to happen. It's the highest profit margin I have. I don't have any overhead of any of the restaurants. And I saw on. on social media, people were eating that shit up. They were like, mm-hmm. is it coming by my neighborhood today? Come here. They're requesting it. And it yep. was like the ice cream man yep. or woman coming down the block. And yep. it was, we it had was speakers installed. I had Frank impressive. Sinatra playing oh, <laughs> wow. the whole night. And it was amazing to see because everybody would run to the end of their driveway as if they were just allowed to be out of their house for the first time. Yeah. And they would literally run up to the truck so excited. So not only were we still doing what we love, which is serving and hospitality, we were providing a smile for everybody, so you were... something to look forward to. And then they got a, ba- a pound of pasta and some sauce. So it was dry pasta and then the sauce separate. It was our they fresh had to pasta. Cook it. We don't dry our pasta. <laughs> no, meaning, well, meaning it wasn't cooked Get yet. Get Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was in a bag. Yeah, it was in a bag. Ready and you to dump be it in the yeah. salted water. Water, the salted yeah, water. <laughs> and then you had sauce. Full circle. Yeah. So where I grew up, we called it gravy, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where you grew up. Here they call it sauce. Sauce, yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it went. It was. We were killing it. We yeah. were killing it. Yeah. So we bought it. You can't buy trucks during the pandemic. We found a way to buy trucks. So I bought two more. I had three tr- three trucks on the road. I bought a truck for a day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Oh yeah, you supported us. You helped us out. So, um, we can talk about that later since, yeah, right. You know, no, the community really came together. Yeah. You being a big player in that and the helping us to maintain and sustain. So we sold one noodle at a time and we stayed afloat. We got yeah. national press. We got recognition from it. We were fast on it. So fast, yeah. we were ahead of the curve. Now all the other food trucks locally started joining the game so we now we have a hot truck that goes into your neighborhood with our liquor license attached to it so we're serving people food and booze in their own neighborhood wow. you're allowed to do that yep All with right. an off-site liquor license well i would not be a customer of that i don't drink good i'm just kidding so. keep your money but no i have the pasta put in the pasta, in the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> no but so, i was yeah. a, i was amazed at how quickly um you know obviously you know you can talk about that but when you know i showed up at the church when they did the the whole pasta truck mm-hmm. you know was when it over like seven well, the community yeah so it was early on in the pandemic right. and you know hey this is when school's happening and a lot of shit like you know again growing up as a poor kid you know i know what it's like to go to bed hungry or wake yeah. up hungry so one of their main meals a day was lunch and you know these kids weren't getting that so it was a way to just give back to the community and you know you had that great idea i'm like let's do it and I'm not kidding you, like it came together in a couple of days and they literally pumped out over 700 families. They fed like, and they just sat up there all day and they're- You guys just posted up somewhere? Mm-hmm. Oh, at the, at the, the church right the, around the corner church? here. I forget the name of the church. The, uh, Lutheran? No. No. Like Church of the- Na- Anyway, it's a church right Nazarene? over here, Church of the Nazarene or something. Anyway, and um, Jade is the pastor. Uh, that I remembered. So any church that has Jade as the pastor, that's the name anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good people they let us post up there for free and uh, you know and whatever and yeah it was a good community initiative community initiative and people were like loving the pasta i mean i, I really think the fresh pasta yeah but i think, I don't the think i've real ever had fresh was, pasta girl oh, man. i'm serious we're gonna, we're gonna order we're gonna order from i still want to eat your food tomorrow so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna order it from the tomorrow. I promise you. Okay, so we'll do uh, DoorDash. You get you're unavailable on DoorDash, right? Grubhub. Grubhub. Oh wait, or... we have to talk about this. Are they price gouging your customers or you? I yeah. suppose. Well, not price gouging. They did give us a deal. Yeah. Like for a two free months of of no fees, which is great. Yeah. But I, that whole platform, my hat's off to them. That's a shit show. Of, of it's like Uber of delivery. Yeah. But they're supposed to be predatory to small businesses. I mean, like, they are if you look at their 30% that they're taking off the top. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. But my margins are good, so I can afford it. Yeah. Which one? One of them has like 60% of the market share in New York. Grubhub. Uber, Uber Grubhub. 66% wow. of the market share in New York. Yeah, wow. It's insane. That is wild. It, but what kills me is as a restaurateur... It is hard as hell to tack any extra fees on my on my bill. Yeah. But you get it delivered to your door and you're fine with paying a surcharge and a premium rate. Yeah. Like I just got something delivered. We lived off of Grubhub. And I just got something delivered like $35, which would have costed me $15 if yeah, I would have Yeah, it's extra, yeah. It's insane. And it's okay right now. So there's, yeah. there's opportunity to make a lot of money if you're that guy right yeah. now. But I uh, use them because people are programmed to order it now. It's automatic. Go to your instant app gratification. Gets Microwave to you. society. Ew. Yep. TV dinners. Remember uh, they used to call them that. Yeah, I, yeah. I do. I don't know if you, you do. I don't believe in microwaves. You, you, Good. You, I don't either. You were Good. teething when that. We don't happened, have yeah. one on any of our lines. I'm so. You're a brilliant person. Thank you. Yeah. You're like I like your co-host. Thanks. She's sweet. <laughs> She was yeah. sweet before she said that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what about the supply chain? Isn't this all screwed up too? Yes. So we became our own supply chain. We're locally sourced. Amazing. You're doing everything right. Sustainability, baby. Oh, my God. And it's that whole hustle and flow in me, and it's hard out here. Honestly, no time. advice. You're doing everything right. So hey, thank you. Go go and prosper. So thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> you didn't even hear the go best of it. Go forth and multiply. Tell me everything. So that was the food truck, right? Mm -hmm. The food truck can only get you so far. We had three neighborhoods we were hitting it. I mean, we every neighborhood in York County we hit were on a, on a route, and it wasn't enough. So enter Presto. Presto is our drive-through pasta concept. So what we Ooh, la, la. right? Nobody's doing that shit. Mm -hmm. Nobody. There are several who have attempted it and they didn't accomplish it because they don't make the noodles. Yes. <laughs> so we make the noodles. So based on going after the wholesale, we knew we could sustain now multiple concepts. So this is our third location and we're ready to branch out and start developing the franchise for it. Wow. So watch out, Chipotle. I'm on the block. Go ahead. Bitch. Yeah. We're all bored of Chipotle. Chipotle gave people like salmonella ten too many times. Although I think we, I think, I think for lunch we ordered Cadoba, which, but whatever. But I mean, but there's a place. Yeah, listen, there's that. a place for that. So when I first heard of your concept, I actually remember telling someone uh, that it was a brilliant idea, and I think I said, "Wow, this idea has the opportunity to go global, much like a Cadoba, a Chipotle, a Moe's." Um, uh, actually, what it really reminds me of, because it's kind of similar, is a um, the uh, what's that pizza place? Sparrow. Mod Pizza. Oh, mod. no, Mod. Mod is so so. What Mod is to yeah. pizza and salads is what I've I never think heard of it. You, what? Basically, it's like you go there and it's that is so one refreshing price. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. it local? Is that a local? No, no, no it's, it's nationwide. I think, I think Starbucks is behind it. Fuck, no. Starbucks is, it? is the devil, dude. It's, it's, a, it's in the I, details. Anyway, like this I morning, really, I'm like, I I'm going really to Starbucks. Like He's like, the no. The CEO, though. Oh, yeah. no, he's a the robot. CEO. No. 
So anyway, my point is, <laughs> my, like, w when I saw what you were doing, I'm like, wow, there's really not an Italian place for real fresh pasta that's quick. Right. That, like, because within five minutes, you go down this assembly line, is what it is, and you say, hey, I want a mod pizza, I want, you know, the red sauce and the cheese and put some fresh garlic. Do you do this every time you order a pizza, though? Not like this. Yeah. Mod's a little... It's quicker. And it's, it's 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 like a sub. It's so I'm not. Literally yeah. one minute. It's, it's like cooked, the subway you know, pizza. So it's what a we subway did was pizza, essentially yeah. do that for pasta. So pasta, you come yeah. in, you pick a noodle, a veg, a protein, mm -hmm. and a sauce, and it's sautéed under no five veggies. minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, yep. like fresh. Mm. And it's cooked. So yep. so somehow the way they did their noodle and the water and blah 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 blah. It's a yep. special proprietary salt. Yeah. That cooks the noodle that, in like three minutes. It. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. So it's Is it fast researching? food style or are we supposed yeah. to eat there? Both. Yeah. Okay. It's a complete disruptor. Yes. <laughs> across the board. I think it's going to be an excellent and idea. I can't wait to shake shit up with it. Uh -huh. It's going to be very quickly. Do you offer sit down too? Yeah. When the world lets you? Yeah. So we'll have three, yes, three yeah. different ways of doing it. We'll have the, the, the stand that is in airports malls nice. and military bases and colleges and stuff like, like that. Like the so one in the market and the one in yep. Lidditz, right? So the little kiosk stand kiosk. will be okay. one. And then we have a drive through which will be dine-in and carry-out and drive through And then we'll have the store with the door. So it's essentially like a Chipotle. You go in, you order, you sit down. So we have three different models. Yeah. Um, Put that one close to campus. Yeah. Love it. Oh, so yeah, that would work good. It's It's... A, a model that's tried and true. Now we do high volume, and we need to put 400 people through the drive-through on Friday night. This last Friday night uh -huh. you did. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is maximize on the opportunity. And I hit up my real estate friends and said, "Whatever's coming out, I want to go in." So we're already have our finger on the pulse, and we plan on doing uh, the tri area of Lancaster, Harrisburg. Are you gonna York. stay out of malls because they're kind of dying? No. You're going to go into malls? Yep. The Annie, so the CEO of Annie Ann's is also mentoring me on this. Nice. And uh, they have one in the middle of Park City that does phenomenal numbers. Well, they're pretty right, good at that, yeah. I'm going right beside it. So. Yeah, and they're in airports. Like, you could take their model. Airports are great. Go right next People to People will spend a lot of money on food in yeah. airports. $7.99. <clears throat> yeah. It's cheap. Yeah. $7.99 includes three veggies and your sauce. And then you add protein if you want it. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing like the Mod Pizza. It's seven ninety nine, eight dollars mm -hmm. dollars and... Whatever you want to put on your pizza yeah, and salad, you just, yep. yeah, whatever. Done. Yeah. So my brainchild during uh, all of this was already in the works. So it looks like I just came out with this, but because of my crazy and what people thought I was doing too much of yeah. and what my threshold was for handling too much, can kiss my ass. <laughs> because You won, man. You beat the game. Yeah. And I'm still, I mean, I'm still in it. I'm still striving for it i'm humbled and i'm gracious and i'm all of the things i'm so proud of my team for sticking with me through this yeah they have a good leader thank you uh they were my reason because you know i mean you go after one accolade you get it and that's great you go yeah. after another one you get it that's great you get your dream car that's great you get your dream house that's great it all starts to feel redundant unless you have your why mm -hmm. so i'm not so doing anything for monetary value it's for a legacy and it's for not to leave to my son because i don't want him to grow up to be a shithead or, or a just, narcissistic yes, just, yes. Oh, my God. I feel like you're from where I'm from. Yes. yes. Thank God. I mean, oh, my God. You're we got so enough bright and intelligent. And you have a soul. And Thank good you. Lord. Thank you. 
So, yeah, no, I want him to know he comes with me to all my meetings. Good. He comes with me to all of my things. And he's like, Mommy, you have a lot of restaurants. <laughs> and I said, and I still make time for you, don't I? Because it's possible. Um, like I said, I saw my family grow, growing up in it and all the sacrifice and all of the commitment and all of the um, my dad wanting to get away from that and hustled and tried to make quick money mm-hmm. and uh, knew that long money was where it's at. So you have the comfortability to be able to be at home with your family. Yeah. How did how did time's the ultimate luxury? Yep. How did these big brands be able to go home at five o'clock and let the restaurant still run? Like I never saw the CEO at Darden when I worked there. Yeah. I mean, he was in a few times, but, and I walked up to him and introduced myself because that's just who I am. (laughs) Aside from the fact. Who's this crazy lady? Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly. And I'm okay. I owned my crazy. I own my crazy. So you can't talk about my crazy, right? I could talk about it. And then you could just be like, yep, I knew her when. Just did that in a previous episode. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about. You have to, or else people will try to tear you down. People will try to get you at your Achilles heel if you don't you own don't it first. You don't say. I have no clue <laughs> I don't know if you what you're talking about. That. No, never in my life has anyone ever come at me. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm a saint. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. even want to go there. Yeah, no, don't. don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, <clears throat> it all comes from from your experiences, right? So you, yep. you know that you have little eyes watching. I learned everything. I said it before. I learned everything what not to do through my father. I had a tough life with him. Yeah. And he did what he felt was right, and I learned from it. I was the one that sacrificed. So I don't want my child going through that. Through that, yeah. So, um, yeah, I work hard, I go hard, and it's my team, my, my son and my team. So my team, the, in my industry, like we said, I don't have a degree for it. A lot of people don't in my industry. We don't have degrees. We just know that we're really good at selling and our and food and people are our product. So where do those people end up? I don't want this to be a transition job anymore. I don't want you to feel like you're just going to do this until you find a real job. I want this to be your real job. So how do I create that real job? What does that look like for you? And then when I get people who are co-signed into my vision, you're coming with me, baby. Call it the Sicilian in me, but Uh if you got my back, I got yours. And you're coming with me when I get to the top because I will most definitely And she's loyal. Oh, my (laughs) word. Yeah. And that's hard to to find nowadays, like, people that are actually loyal to you and, you know, it it's a uh, and you know it's a dying breed. It absolutely is a dying breed. I think there's too many people out there that uh, are not loyal to um, you know the people they should be to, and it's unfortunate. Um, but that's business. You know, it's it's all about the just the dollar, and some people don't see bigger picture. Right. But you know, sometimes it's not about just the bottom line. Right. It's about hey, if you can help someone. And give them a hand up. Yep. And, you know, honestly, I know for a fact, like, you would like nothing more than to teach someone to be your replacement, run the shit for you, and you check out and go Build something on else. a beach somewhere or on a <laughs> beach, you know, whatever. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So right. that's that's really the goal of any good CEO. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. I'll take that from you. Yeah. It's, um, you definitely have to know your why. And if it's monetary value, you'll lose. Mm-hmm. Never works. Yeah. Never I watched my father gamble and get it and lose it. He became a millionaire 12 times in his life. Shut up. Mm-mm. City it's street fucking rat, fascinating. Isn't it? And he did it because he liked to grow and build. And then when he did it, he wouldn't be fulfilled anymore. And then he'd move on to the next one. Wow. Yeah. But he, if he did it 12 times, that means he lost it 12 times, 11 mm-hmm. times at least, right? Yep. So 12. 12, oh, 12. <laughs> 12, 12, 12. But, 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 but again, through those failures, 
you know, I'm sure if your dad was here today, he would tell you. He'd be back on he, top. One, he would own those failures and say, yeah. yes, and I failed. You know, maybe he would change stuff. Maybe he regret some stuff. But at least I know he would have said, I learned from those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was his school. And yeah. that's that's where I learned. So I have like 50 years experience plus mine under my belt. Oh, so when yeah. I go do something, it's. I make my mind up and I do it. You were on the job training with him. Correct. Like you saw it and you were like, oh my goodness. What to do and what not to do. Yeah. Which was great. And it's all relationship building. Mm -hmm. He was a loved man because he was, it was about relationships. Yeah. No matter how much money he had and came and gone with, it was all about relationships. And that's what means a lot to me. So the relationships I'm making in this community and what we're building together to me have been very um, lucrative in the sense of soul fulfilling. So again, my why. Um, when I created Taste Test, I had an end game. So all of this, because I'm a chess player, all of this wraps up into my biggest move that I'll leave behind. Because you got to leave a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. okay. It's not going to be my noodles. It'll yeah. be part of it. But noodles have been done. It won't be my noodles. <laughs> it won't be my noodles. Um, but, you know, becoming uh, an entrepreneur today, now so more than ever, is... It, you don't become one, you are one. To give, to get the opportunity to do what you do is what's hard. To get that opportunity of someone who believes in you, I was very fortunate to have someone who believed in me and gave me my start when I already got off the ground. I heard 19 no's from banks, 18 no's from people that I knew. And, um, you know, it, it was hard to get the, the money to start up. And in my, my industry, hospitality, forget it. You're marked, like I said, 95% failure rate. Yeah, nobody wants to invest nobody in Nobody wants anything to. with food. Nope. They'll go eat food. It's, right? it's, there's too many variables. How many times were you told, hey, um, sorry, I'm not interested in investing, but when you do it, I'll come and have a meal there. Yep. I'll support you that way. Every single person yeah, I talk to. Exactly. Which is great because you build those relationships. Yeah. I have a really hard time asking people to for investment. But, yeah. um, so I where'd like you get the money? So when I first started out, I put uh, $50,000 together. I had a, a distant cousin who believed in me, and then I had a friend of the family who believed in me. We put money together, and I if got If you don't space. pay them back, they'll be really distant. I'm just kidding. Yeah, That's a right. joke. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, you know, we, we started with a restaurant that was already developed, and I just changed some paint and put some new uh, stuff up. Oh, you got a turnkey. Like to Tony, okay, right? got it. To Tony, yeah. yep. And we were BYOB. I didn't have a liquor Awesome. License. So it was a struggle. I was we love that. We, we need more of that. I agree now. Now, now I agree. Did you charge yeah. like an uncorking fee? Yes, I did. Brilliant. I did. We're fine with that. Yep. We're so fine with that. It, it, was a good, it was a good way for me. I had this idea, though. I wanted a wine bar. Mm -hmm. I had to have this wine bar. So I opened up BYOB for two years, and then Mr. Appel came in, sat down at one of my tables, and he's like, I've been watching you. I've been hearing about you. I think you're pretty great. But, and then he'd give me all the lists of things that I needed to correct. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. He's like, now nah, I want to see you work on these before. He mm. was hard. He was very oh, yeah. hard. And if, if, you, if you impressed him, then you know you were doing something right. He wasn't somebody that just gave out compliments. Or money. Or money. Yeah. He wa it wasn't like, and I heard about him and we crossed paths a lot, but I never talked to him. So on the first night that we opened, he was there. And I was like, oh my God, Mr. Bell's here. Oh my God, Mr. Repulsor. And I went to his table and I was like, thank you so much for coming in. Oh my God, I couldn't wait to meet you. And I've been looking at this building. He had his own little wine he, I gave locker. Him, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. Um, so he came in and, and he knew everything about my family. 
He yeah. told me, oh, thank you so much for opening in the city. I knew who your family was. We used to go to your pizza shop. Very humble guy. So, yeah, um, But actually, from um, I, I remember one of my friends, we're going to name names, but I had a daughter that worked there. And she came back and, and told us, she's like, Louie was at a, uh, the two Tonys for like, you know, he would eat dinner there all the time. Yeah. And he was walking out. And he, she goes, I didn't know who he was. And I just opened the door and some guy gave me like 50 bucks mm -hmm. walking out the door. And I'm like, who gives 50 bucks for opening the door? Louis. And it was Louie. And I was like, oh, that's Louie. She's like, you would never know that he was who he was. So very, you know, inconspicuous. Humble. And yep. I loved when I would just see him and his wife walking through the market on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we always like me and him would run into each other at the candy place. So have you ever been in his office, he would always have like dishes of like mm -hmm. fig newtons or the non-pareils yes. and, and I would like get them. Yeah, and, and the little mini the Wilbur, water bottles. Or the, yeah, the water bottles <laughs> and the cookies. And, and the chocolate chip cookies. Yep. The, and the, and uh, really the, um, and the Wilbur Buds. Yep. Like I, he, one time he's like, I was like, I was eating him in a meeting. I was starving and he's just like, just take the whole bag. He's like, you know, it was a Friday. So he's like, yeah, I got to get new stuff tomorrow anyway. Yeah, he was a gracious guy. Generous guy. Awesome. Is his wife still alive? Yeah. Yeah. She's... You guys looking on her? Yeah, I, send, I check in on her from time to time. I don't. I mean, I think Chad. She's not doing too well right now. Maybe we'll have to six check on ago. her. Yeah, she's not doing so hot. I just talked yeah. to his, her stepson not too long ago. Yeah. Aww. He's a good guy too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, he he believed in us. Two years later, uh, we were going through this economic redevelopment liquor license thing, and this is really how I got my popularity in the city. We were on the front page of the paper like every other week. We changed the law with Kevin Schreiber. It was a huge challenge and feat for York City, but we changed the law for the entire state of Pennsylvania, which was really? awesome. In yeah. what regards? What law is this? Yeah. So it's the Economic Redevelopment Liquor License, which you had to, a stipulation of receiving it is you had to sell 30% alcohol and 70% food. And in my industry, that doesn't happen. It's 50-50. Oh, really? So they lowered it, and then that was the big liquor license law that changed the it was kind of a double-edged really? sword. It changed the fact that um, grocery stores could now buy liquor licenses. Oh. So it kind of opened up a can of worms. A can of worms, yeah. So when we did get our Loophole, liquor license. Right? Yeah. We got wait, because groceries license. serve liquor or they just they sell it? They sell it now, yeah. It's ass backwards. It's oh, wait, because we're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you guys are supposed to buy it from like a- State store. That's we that's the weird part. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. And liquor licenses now are $450,000 because of it. Oh, there's yeah. a market for them, yeah. In New York, they're like holding them hostage. I know. Well, so wait a minute. If I go to a Wegmans, you know how they have, um, you could sit down and eat at Wegmans yeah. for whatever. They can serve alcohol with that meal that you're sitting down in Wegmans? I think they could, but I don't think they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's a whole different liability. Interesting. Yeah, see, I'm not too familiar with any of the oh, I know it all. liquor and any, because I don't drink, so. I'm a self-profound yeah. expert. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we went yeah, through all the, the hoop jumping, yeah. and Lou was just thoroughly impressed that I never gave up and the tenacity that we had. So. And you're so young and pretty. Thanks. I was very, very much younger then too. There you go. Still young now, yeah. Thank you. So yeah, we um we made it happen. He invested in us for our liquor license, and from there, I just made sure everything was taking off. And another reason. Well, I and also his not to because he's done this for his his name is Louie, not Lou. I know. I'm sorry. There you go. Louie. He would I call always. Him Lou, he would always correct people with that I, but i also grabbed his face and gave him kisses on the cheek when he'd walk into and you don't touch him <laughs> always yeah. like, well <laughs> shake his hand that's it yeah yeah no i'm I sure was, he didn't mind when you nuts. did that yeah and you know it was so cute oh my god you'll appreciate this after every meal he got up and gave his wife a kiss 
Stop. After yeah. every meal. Can and somebody he, take care of her? We need to make sure she's okay. He would, yeah. We yeah, do. he loved her. I'd send her flowers he really, from time to time. He really I loved her. her yeah. so, was, he wrote about her all the time. And every five years when you're a Harvard grad, they would, they would post like, they would ask their alumni to write in to Harvard and they would publish it in this book. Like right? a diary entry? Yeah, almost. So we actually wound up getting oh. every written excerpt that he had basically said, you know. So some of That's them were cool. Some I'll have to send it to you. Some of see. them were so comical. Like some of them were <laughs> funny, like funny. Yeah, and cool. uh and but other ones were like, you know, he talked about his you know, his a divorce yeah. and but then when he met you know his new wife it was it was really endearing and you know give you a glimpse and in, he was a genuine man. guy and very you could tell. genuine yeah. and he was a huge loss yeah. so i mentioned his name like that because he's a he's a big being in our city he's a big reason why everything he's helped everyone yeah why it jolted as as far as it did the true definition of a philanthropist yeah and, he it, uh, to have known him and i'm so honored that i get to say that he ate at my restaurant three times a week and oh yeah mentored me he'd unfold his menu and scratch off the things that he loved and hated and he'd let me know what to bring back and he'd critique me and he'd let me know when i didn't answer my phone and he'd give me shit all the time like he wasn't an easy man to please but he put me through that, and I couldn't. I couldn't be more grateful for that. And then he um, said, "Keep going. Just make sure you focus on your business." And he loved. He loved my spunk and my tenacity and my willingness to keep going. So I mean, I I keep going in New York City. I could bring my restaurant anywhere else and flip it into a very profitable business. Do it. But I believed in this city because somebody believed in me. And I stay here because there is a lot of opportunity. And if I don't keep going, nobody else will believe in it the way I do and the way he did and the way so many of us now do because of that man. And if you take all of those people out of there to go get that money, it won't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And this place will be very dormant and sad and empty again, as I found it 10 years ago. So I am now infected by the the infectious bug of philanthropy and wanting to make a difference and change the city that was so good to my family three generations ago. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I'm in York City. That's why I love York City. That's why I believe in York City. Um, that's why I'll always be here. My corporate office will always be right on the square um, as we build this national brand and bring money from other uh, uh, local economies into this economy. And hopefully from there, see the bigger vision that was implemented a while ago. So I have a bigger purpose in everything that I do. And from that is going to be what I leave behind, and that's RaisedStake.com. So that is an equity crowdfunding platform. So uh, my industry is the hardest to get money in. Uh -huh. Everybody's got to eat. How about I sell my taco stand to the community in which I serve, and you become my investors for a nominal fee. I don't have to do a vetted investor. I don't have to find... You know, the guy that's worth millions of dollars. I don't have to, um, you know, sell my soul and a high interest rate payback that's going to put my restaurant under anyway because it's variables. I could sell it to the community that I already feed, that you're it's already like, eating at. It's kind of like almost like socialism. Kind of. Kind of. No, it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like to throw them in there, don't you? I'm just saying. See how I'll react. Yeah, to. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it moving. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, the equity crowdfunding platform that helps restaurants be built in their own communities by the community. 
So you have to eat. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you go eat at your own taco place that you essentially own? Because by Starbucks is on every corner. Right. So you don't have to. I'm hit my But what if? But what if there was a little guy that wanted to stop making every city cookie cutter, and they wanted to put their own coffee shop on that corner? You would expect the local community to help, right? Right. To not ent- not to help. Everybody wants but something to participate out of it. from this guy. Exactly. Right. Why can't you buy coffee from him instead of Mr. Starbucks? Right. Well, in Brooklyn, do you have a favorite place you like to go to? Uh huh. The Daily Press. All right, but what if you could own? Like for five hundred dollars, you could own part of the Daily Press, and then say hey. that's fine. But what we need is community commitment and involvement to not buy at Starbucks anymore and right. to go to the mom and pop shops. But that's the point. Because though, these if... guys are disproportionately disenfranchised, especially now after the plague. Yep. It's almost like a conspiracy to but put again, out. But it really she's is. Saying now, that, so all the mom had... and pop establishments, yep. and then everything's going towards global corporatocracy. One hundred percent. So like all the funding that was supposed to help the mom and pops. I know. Oh, who are you to Shake Shack. Yep, and he gave that shit back, though, didn't he? What about all, yeah, all the airlines and yeah, that are ridiculous. boasting billions of dollars They said companies with profit. fewer than 20 employees are most affected. Yep. yep. Yep, and we are. We are on the verge of shutdown every minute, and we're supposed to be operating at 25% right now. I can't That's even ridiculous. pay my friggin' bills at 25%. Meanwhile, some states are fully open. Yep, like, I know. Like, fully open. I know, it's insane. Yeah. It's you're, 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 Shop you're, local, you guys. Are you ever on TikTok? Jeff Bezos does no. not care about your family. You're going through TikTok, and there's certain areas where there's like college kids. There's just like in these big parties. And Sorry, you said you don't and, watch TikTok. Yeah. No. Is it because you're successful and intelligent? <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but my point is, my point is like you watch, and it's like nobody in certain states like just there. It's just I know may, I have friends all over mayhem. the place. So like Tony, how are you doing it? Uh, I'm, I'm doing it, but other like the big uh, the big dogs in York City shut down. They said, "Fuck this, we're out." Uh-huh. Yeah. So, what are you? Well, what advice would you give to other restaurant owners that are dealing with this pandemic? So, again, I remember when let's say the Left Bank was one of them. Mm-hmm. Great restaurant, you know, and good food. I mean, the food there is amazing. And they shut down. Some people criticized them, saying, "Hey, too soon. Why'd you do that? It's flash in the pan." But at the end of the day, that might have even saved their ass. Mm -hmm. And other people stayed open. You know, like, obviously, there's no wrong or right answer. Like, they had to do what was best for them. But yet now they're reopening. But then they reopened based on the governor at least least doing 50%. And then weeks later, it went back to 25%. Whereas at 50%, I think, like, for most businesses in the restaurant industry, they're probably breaking Breaking even and covering their bills because you need – the turnover of tables. Yep. yep, and it's 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 um, cash flow, right? Yeah. So we're buying product that we're selling. But it's turning tables, can. right? Yeah. yeah. It's real yeah. estate. It's all of it. Yeah. The hospitality <clears throat> business is so many different games wrapped up in one, and um, you know it's a hustle. So what we sell on Friday and Saturday nights, prime time, helps us to sustain through the week. And then you're ordering your food. It comes on Tuesday, and you're selling it. So you're a week ahead and a week behind, essentially. So to survive off a 25 off the rip and then people are terrified to come out. So it's 50% of the 25 that can come in there are coming to the restaurants. Well, yeah. How do you know what to order based on that? Because there's you have no historical data. Forget it. Developing a menu right now is like a nightmare. It's It's a logistical nightmare. And then you said the supply chain. Mm -hmm. What products in? Like meat right now, there's 150% markup on it from my supplier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So supply chain's fucked. Where are you getting all this product? How are you getting on time? Oh, Cisco's short. We don't use Cisco. But Cisco's short yeah, for yeah. um, for whatever reason because they don't have enough drivers because there's not enough. 
there are a lot of people for load. Well, couldn't even go back even further to like the farm, the chicken processing. Yeah, they're the, not. The but you said you are like, sourcing locally. Yeah. Yep. So, so I guess how'd you get in touch with your my, smart? Your, your... So we do, we ha- thank God we already have those relationships that we sustain through two Tonys. Mm-hmm. So we get local product as much as possible. But for now, the volume that we're doing, I have to go and find bigger purveyors. And I mean, to get the trucks up here with the product is a nightmare because every everybody's trying to get stuff delivered to their homes now. Mm-hmm. It's like a so domino. Amazon's effect. taking yeah. over. Yeah, it's there's so many. Yeah. They're but spoiled. that's why you but need the local like, people too, because <clears throat> Amazon can't deliver at the same time that that a local guy could. Right. But even like you got to go back to like but so everybody's it, so programmed for convenience now. Do you know how yeah. much harder I have to work to unprogram people? Instant gratification. I can't it's even insane. have conversations with people. Like people don't give a shit anymore no. about the little guy. They just no, want they what don't. They want. And we're a consuming nation. They just nation. want their Starbucks. Yep, we're a consuming nation, and I hope this makes people realize how we're much more now than sad ever. Sad and fat Easy. at home with your Starbucks, you guys. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so choices. You choose your choices. And I mean, that just makes everybody happy right now. They're the conglomerate on top. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got their day. They'll crash. Everybody will wake up and everybody will want to no, go no, mom and pa again. They yeah, won't they wake will. up, dude. They'll just well, die. Look, look what happened with one. We'll have to kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> we might she's, on, she's on the eat the rich type of thing. Yeah. I am. No, I, um, I dig it. I'm all about yeah. that life. It's um, It's the whole epitome of the crowdfunding platform. Yeah. is to give back to the little guy, the underdog. That's my story, 100%. And it's everybody's story. They'd like an opportunity to go up against corporate America. And you can't. There's no way. You need hundreds of thousands of dollars. We all need to participate in this. Yep. So we all need to participate in one changer. another's success. It could start with restaurants because uh-huh. everybody has to eat. And then it can go into gas stations, Other community things. owned. It can go into uh, grocery stores. Education community. system, yeah. Everything. Uh-huh. The fucking jail system. Yes. Everything. It can go into everything. And can you run for a city councilwoman? No, that'll waste my time. Doesn't pay enough. <laughs> that'll yeah. be a waste of time. There are very good people in the community already doing that job. I need to do something that can make a bigger splash with the crazy that I yeah. have in my brain. All right. So what? Again, when if you were, let's just say, you know, someone wanting to start a business in this climate. Obviously, you've done it in a normal climate and you've done it in this pandemic, you know, or if you are a, you know, a current restaurant owner that uh, had to shut down or had to severely reduce or just go to takeout only, you know, what advice do you have for them to, you know, how to reopen Mm -hmm. when the laws allow you to, and how do you, you know, reinvent and try to make revenue so that you can support, you know, the employees and your own life, you know, Obviously, the restaurant owner has bills to pay, and if his bills or her bills aren't being paid, then they go out of business. Right. Know? Yeah, that's it's a case-by-case situation, I feel, for my fellow restaurateurs right now. Um, for, for those who do wake up, turn the lights on, work their whole life building a, a career in what they do, and then turn the lights off at night, they're already struggling from day to day. They're already in the grind of being a small business owner. Um, this 25% thing has to be devastating. And at the same time, I like to look at the bright side of things. They don't have to forelow or lay off people and they don't have to worry about, you know, how am I going to do it? Cause they're used to working those hours and going in and making it happen. Yeah. There are people out there who still want to eat, need to eat and are supporting. Yeah. Takeout has been huge. Um, it's been a, a, the biggest driving factor to helping to sustain what we do. Um, I would say cut your food costs in half by offering a menu that supports simple ingredients. 
Um, this is the time to get away and stray from something that you're used to doing and what you're so we're conditioned to be like, Oh my God, my get, but my guests love this. I can't change it. Yeah. Right now, this is the time to be able to test the waters and blame it on COVID. <laughs> so you have to cut your costs. You can't do things as they were because you won't be able to make it. You have to get smarter. So what does that look like? You say, okay, it cost me this much money to make this plate. Well, if I make a different plate that costs half that, then I can just double my profits. Mm -hmm. So it's a numbers game because the hospitality business is a business. We, of course, we're in, in the business of making people happy and making memories and all of that, which is the feels. But the small businesses who don't have the accountant on payroll, and there's a lot of them, mm -hmm. and for the small businesses who don't have you know, the marketing team, and there's a lot of them, if you're doing all of that yourself, take this opportunity to reinvent yourself. Take yourself out of your habit and your patterns of opening up, running that menu, closing up shop, doing it the next day. The order comes yeah. in on Tuesday. You're used to that repetitious pattern that you're in. Shake it up. I know it sounds scary, but this is an opportunity to maybe fix some things that weren't working to make you more profitable. Maybe you don't need the 10 people on payroll. Maybe you can hire three that can do the jobs of those 10 people. So if you're putting the time and effort into rethinking your system, then you would have taken a window of opportunity to get better at what you do for when the time does come to start making those numbers again at 100%. You just capitalized on that opportunity You'll by paying attention while things were slow. So yes, it's mortifying. It's devastating. It is the worst thing that could ever happen in the world of business right now for every industry, every industry across the board. Look what happened in 2008 with just the mortgages. This is every about that. single yeah. industry across the board. So the economy is going to feel this for years to come. Five years minimum. It takes two years tax returns to be able to buy a house. Mm -hmm. What are people who just lost their job and on unemployment two years from now going to do? Yeah. Oh, pandemic. So now the banking system and the mortgage system is going to have to totally re reinvent itself. Yeah. So you're not the only one as a small business owner in a restaurant. Everybody's going to be doing it. So offer yourself some grace. Give yourself some patience. Learn how to reinvent yourself and do that because you're going to come out better because of it. Don't sit down and sleep this off. So, Don't get depressed and get in the funk. Read a book. Figure out how somebody else did it. Make love. No, anyway. No, don't the, do that. We'll have too <clears throat> many babies. <laughs> no, we need more babies. No, we don't. Anyway. Look at the Rockefellers. They had 20 babies, kids. Babies Think eat. about it. Oh, Jesus. Babies Think eat. About 20 <clears throat> kids. So... Here. Have you seen the grocery store like offering that some restaurants are doing? I did that. You did? How I did that work out? First ones in the yeah, she did that. We delivered it. She delivered food. Groceries. <laughs> delivered and, groceries. Yeah. We were selling eggs mm -hmm. and chicken breast chicken, and milk, sausage yeah. and milk. Whatever. I'm saying whatever it takes. When people yeah. ask me what I do, it's whatever the fuck it takes. It's, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so admire you. Thank you. Yeah, there I'm were, not too above it. There were certain toilet things paper, that we were people, selling yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> when, when toilet paper and sanitizer <laughs> yep. was like low. We did it. She leveraged her suppliers and basically put out to the community like, hey, whatever you need, let me know. I'll get it through my suppliers. Her suppliers mm -hmm. got it and they delivered it. Yep. But so obviously there was the federal government, the PPP loan. Yep. And hey, some restaurants got it. Some didn't. We got it. Obviously. Ooh. Well, the, the, it I'm oh, sorry. I'm just you in general. What? Yeah, leading this no, question. I want to talk about that. For yeah, a we're okay. we're going to talk <laughs> about that. But to me, and then you know, obviously, certain uh, people got like I don't know, twelve hundred dollars or whatever the fuck it was that they got out for their little paycheck to people. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you know, 
Is there any other additional help that you like? I again, I don't pay attention to that just because I'm not in that industry. Right. So, is there any other? I know the York County has these up to thirty-five thousand dollar kind of misleading because there's uh, revenue requirements. Like, hey, you have to make a million dollars a year, but less than three million, and you get thirty-five thousand dollar grant, and then it, you know, Goes there's down. a ladder effect down yeah. there. So. Are there any federal or other state or local programs that, you know, you can tell all the listeners about that may be coming out soon that can help the restaurant industry? Because, listen, United Airlines got bailed out. Delta Airlines got bailed out. Banks like J.P. Morgan, Chase, Wells Fargo, all the, like all these big corporations that have boasted for billions and billions of dollars of profit that had not a pot to piss in when it was time to take care of their employees. Instead, they did layoffs. And the reason is, is because they had those big stock buyback programs. Right. So whereas like, hey, the White Rose Group, the Left Bank Group, the, you know, O&E Hospitality, you know, you didn't have billions of dollars in record profits to do stock buybacks for anybody or right. anything. So, you know, what's going on and what programs or if there are any, if not, how do, you know, we make it happen so that, you know, the people that are feeding us mm -hmm. and, and taking care of us. And honestly, in the local economies, you need a very vibrant and solid restaurant oh, yeah. scene. You know, oh, yeah. you can't be the only restaurant alive. Nope. You need several left banks next yep. to you and the Rockfishes Absolutely. and the White Rose Group because that, that, cap. yep, all of them. Handsome. So, that what did you do, right, to qualify for the PPP? So, I mean, I'm one of those who has a bookkeeper on payroll mm -hmm. and had all of the paperwork and documentation ready to go when it was when it was so you for. filed early on is that yeah, what you think I helped you the, okay yep um it literally if you didn't file right away like i screwed. heard the two, money was gone two hours after so they opened stupid. it the website crashed and they yeah, were like we're it was done insane. yeah overpopulate yeah it was crazy so the ppp the payroll protection program was great in theory you down oh. with ppp yeah you, <laughs> yeah, you know, know me yeah. um it was great in theory but somebody from behind a desk did some kind of calculation that came up with some kind of, of answer to all of our problems as restaurant owners. That money's been spent. I mean, you've got to pay a lot of people to do what you do. And I think three that was months, basis. It's a three month Yeah, but average. I think it was a basis of only they thinking the pandemic was, again, remember, flatten the curve. Right. Hey, this we're only going to be gone for a month. Right. And that was supposed to help. But right. it's they don't care been about us. They, they throw peanuts at us yes. and say, "Go to hell." They yep. throw us a bone and say, "Here you go. Go." We do want something. Starbucks to win. We want you to lose. Okay, yeah. so you're really on the Starbucks thing. It's you what it represents. It has nothing to do with Starbucks. Oh, okay, so I pick agree. Walmart. Pick whatever you know. Mine's stop giving Walmart. them your money. Mine's Walmart. Yeah, Walmart's the devil. Yeah. Sam Walmart. Tell is... me how one of them motherfucking employees doesn't have COVID that they have to shut down and quarantine their entire staff and clean all of their shelves. Sam... But me, two Tonys, if I have anybody that was around COVID and anybody hears about it, I got to shut down for two weeks, quarantine and fucking sanitize my place and lose all my revenue. It's a conspiracy. No shit. Dude. I'm so tired of it. Sam Walmart oh, and his little red pickup I'm sick truck. of pointing and being like, am I the only person who thinks this is weird? Oh, God. I like, shut up and it. put your mask on and stand in your line and don't ask questions. That's what I'm going to drink. Are you getting any answers from the political people? So, yeah. Like, I mean, the so governor's there are, there from are, York. So your your question went to yeah. what what is being done for restaurants and the relief. So the National Restaurant Association has all kinds of legislation that's getting ready to go to Senate. And what that is is like $4 billion worth of relief for small guys. 
to be able to get our lost revenue. That's not a that four billion will go like two seconds if it gets approved. Where yeah. right if it gets approved because that hospital, PPP program was part of that whole CARES Act, which was like, I think two trillion dollars and one trillion and went. It's gone in mm-hmm. two hours. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Like and where the, the monopoly money that they're printing first yeah. of all, yeah. and um, the fact that you know it, it's it's such ignorance. It's ignorance to think that somebody could stroke a check and solve the world's problems. And where where do we fix it from there? So I'm not relying on the government to help my ass, which is why yeah. I'm being as uh, creative in, in survival mode that I am. Because I know that there's not a pot at the end of this rainbow. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, the skies aren't going to clear up. And, no, they're and not going to help you get back to business. They're not going to say, how many, how many business? It's over no. now. It's over now. Go back to life. No, that will never happen. No. It's going to be more control. How, how many yep. other co-business owners that you know, friends, fan, or just like associates, professionals that are in your think that, that you know that are basically contemplating or about to file bankruptcy because of this? Oh, yeah. Because sure. I, mean, I mean, nobody's being Do they pub- have any choice? No. You know what I mean? We're like they have forced. to protect themselves, yeah, right? Yeah, we're being forced. It's, it's sick. It's sickening. It pisses me off. Um, it's a bunch of bullshit, and it's so political I, I'm, I'm terrified to say anything because i have to serve these people so i can't piss anybody off like the mask wearers well like michael come jordan downtown, said republicans wear sneakers and the non-mask wearers don't come downtown because they're scared to get shot yeah so i'm stuck in the middle of who the fuck do i serve and at the same time i have all these opinions and i have all of these the points of view and i can't share them because i'm in that business i'm in the business that i literally cannot piss anybody off with my way of thinking, or else I will lose revenue, literally. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very sensitive t- uh, topic now. But my livelihood and my life's work is on the line. And it may only look like a paycheck to you while you work for somebody else and get unemployment checks or whatever mm-hmm. your situation is. But this is America, and my family came here to make but a way for themselves. that's your life work, yeah. And, you know, as immigrants as they were, and they busted their ass to make a, a name and leave behind for their kids and their grandkids and i'll be damned if something takes that from me yeah like over my dead fucking body i'm gonna do whatever it takes and then if you're gonna sign me a check i'm gonna take it because you shut me down yeah but i'm not gonna wait for you to fix it for me yes and unfortunately they're creating their meaning government and they're creating more obstacles so even if you comply there's a new one there's a new one there's a new one that you're in violation of that brain that way that way of thinking Mm -hmm. That says, I can't do anything until my government saves me. Yes. Stay home. It's so scary out I there. I can't do anything Put until the government Put your mask on and hide under so. your bed. That's yes. called communism. No shit. Right? And it's so, scary. But, but here's the thing, though. For me personally- They're I, all brainwashed. You are too. You guys are watching television. You're all brainwashed. I'm not brainwashed. Time, Believe me, I'm not. I'm, is radiation real? Huh? Is radiation real? Not your app. Anyway. <laughs> she got. It. She, he doesn't understand did. how Wi-Fi works and he's in the fiber optics. This is crazy. <laughs> Get, no, I understand it a lot better than most. She thinks she has an app that uh, that actually tests EMF signals. Okay, uh, radiation. Is, do you think radiation is good for the human body? Do you think your phone can yes test or no, radiation? Sir. No. You just answer. Are you kidding me? Your Electro- phone does not have the technology. Relax. Relax. I'm going to sit this one out. Anyway, Relax. but anyway, we're not <laughs> getting on that. Out. That'll be another one. Like, cuckoo. Anyway. See? Watch your news you and put your mask on, honey. So at the same, but at the same time, I yes, phone, hold on, hold on, relax. iPhone 12. Relax, 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 to, relax. With a Geiger counter on it. <laughs> relax. Go ahead. Can I get the Geiger counter At the same time model? with the political shit that comes behind yes. it. Yes. Like, I know, so I've, I've also fed the governor. Mm-hmm. And I've sat down with the governor when he was governor-elect and talked. You gave him some brajol? <laughs> <laughs> and talked about 
uh, how much of a struggle it was to get my liquor license and how much of a huge advocate for small business he was and how much he helped change that law. So I know he's big advocate for small business and I couldn't even possibly imagine what it's like to be in his shoes to have to save people's lives based on what information he's being told, right? And then control an entire population to abide by these rules and then wake up every day after being kicked in the gut and name called and hated on. Like, we all don't know what anybody else is going through. Me as a restaurant owner, him as a governor, you as a business owner, you as a businesswoman. Like, we don't know what it's like to walk in each other's shoes, which makes the climate so uncomfortable yeah. to be in right now. Yeah. And all I, all I can do is just continue to serve the people to calm them down That's same thing he's doing do. though too so you feed the people who come and like frequent your store he's got to count on the voters you know right. he's well, got to I mean, do whatever i wouldn't right. make them happy I, with him i wouldn't right. want so to I be just, in his shoes i wouldn't either like because if you say a councilman i couldn't do it it's way too much responsibility to yeah. i mean i have a huge responsibility to make sure your meatballs aren't cold yeah. and i'll get fucking chastised if they are <laughs> but at the same time like i couldn't do his job or anybody else no, in politics I right now i wouldn't because here's the thing though one um you know, yeah, he's in a position that no other, well, the only 49 other governors are in, but he's in the position that only, as far as a PA governor in that climate is, you know, is in. Right. But, I mean, I, I met him a few times. He's been in this building for different events. He's he's complimented my beard and Chad's beard. You know, it's a <laughs> nice beard. Okay. Um, but, you know, nice guy. I know he's definitely a genuinely a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he's a good guy, but... Do I believe in all his policies? No, but you don't have to. And I, and you know what? I think he appreciates that people Is he disagree right or blue? with him. Oh, he's Democrat. Yeah. Okay. But um, but I also think that you know um, you know he is you know Trying listening to. Yeah. to the experts, and if they're saying like he has a health expert, he listens to him. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I know. Some people what, don't, and that that's the point. Like, but the thing about this, if he went against the health expert. And the health people and said, hey, I'm going to do this. Um, and people died. I think he would care about that. People you know, would but, admire him. Yeah. Talk about disruptor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but but again, like so in Pennsylvania, there's really only two areas that are Democratic. And that's really like the Philadelphia area, which you could say is also encompassing Harrisburg and York, kind of, and the Pittsburgh area. Other than that, the Pittsburgh whole state. Pittsburgh isn't red? No. Or kind of purple, maybe. Pittsburgh, the city is democratic, yeah. But but all the, the that, but I'm so sick. Everywhere of in all between, of it. yeah, I know. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere in between is. Dude, none of it represents me. It's yeah. all just trying to make us hate yeah. each other. It is. It is. I, I, I love you guys both, despite your beliefs. Yeah, I, I like think, you guys both, and I, I would think... love you more if I believed in your beliefs. <laughs> okay, touche, touche. <laughs> I didn't tell you my belief. I'm just telling. I, I don't. Never... It's all over I'm you. Saying it's how you live yeah. your life. Oh yeah, I'm right. telling you. So, I could give a shit about you. I don't want to hear any more yeah. goddamn beliefs. No, <laughs> I don't want to hear any more well, opinions. I, 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 I don't. don't I'm not here mind. for it. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I second I, that. If I walk into your restaurant, I'm wearing shoes. I'm wearing socks. I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing underwear. I'm wearing a shirt and a mask. You know. And I don't care. Like, I don't mind wearing a mask. I really don't. I do. I don't care. I hate it. Like, I hate it. I, I saved it. a lot of money on lipstick, though. Yeah, yeah there you go. I guess. Makeup, yeah. You only need to do this part <laughs> of your makeup. You only need to do your eyes. It's fucking yeah. slavery, so, dude. So, but, I can't. Thing, but here's the thing, though. So where I would get burned up most, like, and you've seen this happen one time in Detroit, like, if I'm wearing a hat, like, I should be able to wear a hat in your restaurant. We're in Detroit. I'm like, we're in Detroit. We're oh, they not... made him take the hat off. They're like, dinner. take your hat off. My mom always says that to my brother. It's and I'm like, bad manners. And I'm just like, 
why? Like, I'm bald, so yeah, like, like this. I'm doing <laughs> you a favor. Let me have my hat. Like, I'm ugly. I'm doing you a favor. Like, you want me covered up, right? And they're like, no, you got to take off your hat. And I'm like, uh, I mean, that's a. It's weird. It's, it's almost thing. like no, put but a bra here's on. my point. I like, can go what? to some of the best <laughs> restaurants. I, I can go to some of the best restaurants in New York City, LA, and they don't care what you're wearing. Right. But yet this place in like hey, Detroit, like Eight Mile, you know, like they're like, take your hat off. I'm like, make me. They yeah. did. They did make they them. They did make. <laughs> <laughs> like up there, like the bouncers dangling me, like uh-huh. slacking me over. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, like obviously this podcast is meant to, ha- ha- you know to be lighthearted but we also want to talk to uh tackle tackle hard topics and and this is one of them because hey i like to eat you know i like i support the restaurants downtown i local you know i i like every restaurant owner that i go to in the restaurants they're all good people Mm -hmm. and their employees are great people Mm -hmm. and the servers the rest the, the chefs i mean and honestly i think york i mean the chefs that are in York and the kitchen workers, I mean, they're good. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, I would say, you know, I tell people like, hey, some of the restaurants in York, you could put them anywhere in the world and they could hold their own yep. as far as the quality of the food. Yep. I've said that from day one in any place. And, yep. and uh, thank you. Yeah. That's a big compliment. I so want to try your sauce. You have to. How'd you make so it? Good. How'd you come up with it? Why is it so good? Well, you ever see Lucy? You ever see Lucy, Lucille Ball? Like she's in there. Yeah, ma- right. like, you're making the, the wine. That's you know, wine. Yeah. 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 Nope, not me. That's not with me. Your feet? Yeah. No. Her, her and Ethel. I don't cook. Yeah. Okay. No, I have amazing chefs. But you just but you know it his guy. Jump okay. around the wine vat. Yeah. Crushing the grapes. Which have you had her sauce? Yeah. And? so good. So we cook down, we get Pomodoro tomatoes from Italy. Okay. We... We stew them down, so seven-hour process of making our yeah. sauce, and we make it in huge quantities, big quantities, and we it. go through it really quickly. So it stays true to scratch. So when you come through any of my restaurants, you're not going to get that. So it's not ragu. Yeah, it's not yeah, that. Do you sell it um, in uh, groceries? Uh, we are getting there. Yeah. We have to get USDA approved, which is we're two steps away from that. Pandemic. Who do you have to pay it? off this for is that? How, it should be Pandemic like this. It said, listen, it. this person ate yeah. it. They didn't die. It should be approved. That's it. That's, all, that's how yeah. it used to be. No, nice. are you kidding me? If you're not giving money to Bill Gates, she's never going to get approved. You have to have now preservatives Bill Gates is in Read a book. She's right. Good got Lord. A, you got a problem with every corporation that started in the Northwest. Who's profiting from this? Bill Gates. Who pays Dr. Fauci? Bill Gates gave him $3 million last year. Why is that? It's so weird. He just says we need, whatever Dylan I Dylan needs to get on this. He's really you, thorough. Okay. He okay. needs to research Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, uh, <laughs> the this guy, Grand Central Railroad. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, you know, make the sauce, stir the noodles, and go on about your business. All right. Recipe for life. That's all we can. Uh-huh. That's yeah. all we can do. It's find find money wherever the government's giving it out. Pay your employees and keep it moving. Because if I have to talk about one more political fucking debate. Yeah, I don't like that. Or if I scroll down, I'd stop looking at Facebook. And it sucks because my business operates on Facebook. You have to, yeah. I can't stand the shit that's No, don't look, dude. It's fucking mind control. I can't stand it. So uh, it's challenging everywhere. You're lucky you saw the mind of your own. It's a matter of time before that's gone. Don't look at Facebook too often. Fuck you. So how do you do (laughs) it? It will. will. My mind's not going anywhere. I brainwashed you. (laughs) Close your eyes. But how do you deal You're with right. like even You're like right. if if you see something that's posted, you know, obviously, you know, not so much in the paper, 
but maybe like a Yelp or Facebook where if somebody came in and wrote something negative about your industry or your or your restaurants mm-hmm. or something like how do you deal with that negativity as a business owner and as somebody that's so caring and passionate about what they do and that you give so much because mm-hmm. again I know an owner of a another you know the bigger restaurants and man the one guy like anytime he's like wow this Tells is him what's up I oh love him my for god it. <laughs> i love him he, for it. i'm so envious but he <laughs> he, he comments is, on the negative reviews oh, he lets them know he is so passionate mm-hmm. about well it's our art form but does he sound intelligent like, or does yeah. he sound oh, catty? Very intelligent. Yeah. Okay. No, he very does intelligent. It, he does it right. He basically, does it basically, he's able to give you the big middle finger. Yeah. And 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 then you look at it and like, wow, he just dressed me down in a in a nice way. polite way. Yep. But told me what's up. Yep. Like they're not going to tolerate okay. you disrespecting their staff or doing that. Yeah. So, but how do you deal with that? Take like a personally. Approach. Oh. Um. So. I explain it a few ways because it's a th- it's a real life thing. Everybody's the biggest food critic, and when you're spending your hard-earned money, I take that seriously. So if we yeah. and we're not going to get it right every time. We're not robotic. Everything's made differently, and as much consistency as we try to get in our flagship restaurants, it's not going to happen because it's chef-driven. Yeah. So one chef may have made a plate different than the next time you come in, and I have to explain that. So, um, and that's just at the flagship. I'm going to talk about Tutoni specifically because it's chef-driven. Presto, you go through, it's going to be the same experience every time yeah. you go. So when you get a bad review, it's almost like if you're, I'm the restaurateur. So it's almost like you go into an artist's you know, laboratory. They're in their room. They're in their space. And they have these paintbrushes and they have these colors. And they take these certain paintbrushes to go with these certain colors on this canvas. And they're making it for someone. And someone walks in and goes, I don't like those brush strokes and I hate those colors. You're going to break the spirit of the artist because they put their all into what they did for you. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think that. You would do at least. It's the same, well, it's the same thing in the restaurant industry. Like We take time to know our grower, to cultivate the product, to develop the menu, to create the menu, to serve the menu, to teach our servers how to serve that menu to the to the public who doesn't really know what we're doing. Yeah, We're educating everybody. We're getting everybody's co-sign on it. And then that moment comes where you get that instant gratification as a restaurateur. Are you going to like it or not after the first bite? Do they smile or do they hate it? A lot of pressure on that moment. And if you're doing a lot of covers every night, there's a lot of pressure. Moment to moment. And when you fail, because you will, you fix it. So just as passionate as I am about giving my guys the platform and the stage to be able to perform what they do, is just as much as a, a passion of mine to know that the guest enjoyed the show. Yeah. So afterwards, I would hear, I have a team who looks at every single Facebook, Yelp, Instagram, everything. And they let me know the bad ones so I can help respond. So my response is always humbled. I'm so sorry. Yeah, kill them with kindness. Tell me what happened. So I give them an opportunity to get, get it off their chest. What happened? Why were you so disappointed? Because you're coming, you're spending $65 yeah. a person at my restaurant. That's not easy money to a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, and you put so much into the back end, you don't want to abandon it on the consumer Correct. kind of relationship right there. Correct, and you and you can't. You really can't if you want to sustain. Mm-hmm. So I'm six years into it now, and it's, it's because I'm in York. I make squid ink pasta. People don't like squid ink pasta in York. I need every single person who tries a squid ink pasta and hates it to try something else unlike it instead. Because I'm not going to stop taking risks, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop making profits. So I have to take that extra step to teach my guests what else I do. 
and that is customer service. So you can kick me in my teeth. It's fine. I understand. I'm here to listen. Now let me fix it. I just want chicken parm. No. So does Chad Taylor. Nope. I think you're so no. great because you are a woman too, though. <laughs> you won't do it. I won't do it. You have like compassion and you have like business intelligence. Yeah. Thank you. It's like makes you very well rounded. I'm an anomaly. You really this, are. I am. I own that. You're in, only the two percent in this industry. I'm an anomaly because yeah, very well. Well, and you're female. Yep. That yeah. Nurturing is in my. Yeah. It's just something that I naturally. What's do. your birthday? That's sign? your Italian. Taurus. Sign. <gasps> yeah. I'm a Leo. Leos and Tauruses are best friends, I dude. Love it. Oh my god. I love Tauruses. See, and I love Leos. My boyfriend's a Leo. Ooh. So um. Yeah, that's just, I mean, I take a lot of passion in it. You could tell. Mm -hmm. I like to think that you can tell. And I want to always come across genuine. And I knew you'd be a good guest just because your personality. And I know you'd be open to talk. And you you have your arms wrapped around your business and the people. So I, I knew you would have an opinion and, and, you know, one, expertise about the industry, what's going on in the industry. Because I think, again, goes back to one of my earliest episodes. We had a guy on Busy. And he said, listen. In anything, in any business, you just have to ask the tough questions. You have to sit down. You have to communicate. But And this goes for everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, thank you for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, and then, you, you know, obviously, fun. you know, we're going to order from your place tomorrow. You better. You know? So, <laughs> Can I call you every time he buys Starbucks in my company, please? I just want to tally up. Listen, I love it. We have Lavazza. I, when Aviano's opens, we have Lavazza. All Lovato, right. Yeah. So, Real well, no, coffee. I do go to the local Green Bean. I love that oh, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yeah. so many great uh, locals. Uh, I've been looking them up. I really yeah, have. But, uh, you know, what else is there? Prince Street Cafe. Prince Street. That's the one yeah. I saw. Yeah. How yeah, is that? Like, awesome. Awesome? Yep. Can we get coffee there, please? Yeah, but Green Bean is like more smaller, local. Prince Street. And they brew. They do their own. They roast their own beans. They roast their own beans in the Bay. Man, wow, wow, wow. I gotta give me some beans. They're yeah. awesome. Okay. Who a friend owns it. Yeah, his, him awesome. and his wife. They just lost their dog. I feel bad about it. Dog? Yeah. Did you say dog? Yeah, Penny Lane died. Did Rest she? In peace. Another one. Yeah, Penny Lane just died. Yeah. Oh my God. So the public so service yeah. announcement that the whole world has yeah. gone crazy. Oh my God. Uh, she was so, an amazing dog. Like they're, yeah. and they're the great dog owners. I don't know. They, yeah, so, so sad. You know, oh my so God. They, yeah. So I think it's closed because they had to get out of Dodge to. To mourn. Jeez, so. they've been through it with their puppies. I feel yeah. bad for them. Sorry, guys. Yep. I think you guys are both mental. So. Well, well I, I'm a. I do love dogs. I got four dogs of my own. I got. Um, well, I, I have zero dogs. My kids have dogs. I so. um. I like to think that I am both sides of the fence. Of dramatic. Oh. So yeah. everything that I do, I'm like complete opposites in. Mm -hmm. Because my mother was like Miss Italian Princess, and my dad was like Street Boy. Yeah. So it resonates in my life. So I have Dobermans, I have two Dobermans, and then a Maltese. So <laughs> I go like from the duality of yeah, women and that's men. That's me. Yes. Huh. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you for coming on. Any last parting words Thanks before we let you get back me. to your? Uh... What's on the menu this week? Actually, you know what we just put on there is a burrata with mm. grilled peach. Where? Two toys. Two toys. Nice. So good. We're doing street dining. So the city closed down the street again. Oh, they did that Friday again? and Saturday nights oh, through. I end thought of they September. stopped that. Amazing. The oh, they reopened it. Yep. That's smart. We'll see yeah. you on Friday. Shabbat Come down shalom. And eat. Awesome. Okay, great. Love it. Love it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Be good, everyone. Hey, thanks for tuning into this podcast. You know, it's a, it's a thing that uh, I wanted to do for a while. At first, I actually didn't want to do it for a while, but then a couple people wanted me to do a reality show. A couple people wanted me to do, you know, a different podcast. But 
they always they wanted to take creative control. They want to tell me what to say, and you know that's not going to happen with Bill Hines. So, you know, I want you guys to basically come back to me. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you know if you have questions or if you want me to give you any advice. Certain real estate topics, certain business topics, and uh, you know I'm more than happy to do that. And uh, it's free. But uh, you know if something blows up, don't sue me if it's the wrong advice. So disclaimer. Yeah, anything you want to hear, if it's for racing, if it's any other sports, you know, open to all those questions. Yeah, so just come back to us. Let us know what type of uh, things you want to hear and talk about. And uh, we make a list. And, you know, every week we can, you know, give you what you want to hear. And that's what we're here for. We're here for people that want to listen. And uh, all right, guys, that's a wrap on this show. And, uh, you know, just want to thank everyone for tuning in. As I like to say, be good. Boom.